Hi everyone, this is Graham Cowan, and welcome to the Caring CEO Podcast. We created this podcast because we believe that every leader's number one priority is to build a more caring and resilient team who enjoys growing together. It is my job to interview CEOs and other senior leaders who value building both a culture of care and a culture of high performance. I'm very keen to understand how they do this, and I'm sure there'll be lots of insights and tips for anyone who wants to build a high-performing team. It was great to catch up with Erica Westbury today. She is the CEO and owner of two recruitment firms, Norwest Recruitment and Southwest Recruitment. Both are dedicated to recruiting professionals in Western Sydney. The company has been in BRW Fast 100 Awards and has also won other multiple accolades. Being a business owner, there have been lots of stresses during the pandemic because recruitment was particularly affected in the early stages last year. As an owner, though, she's been able to set up a business and build her business that enabled her to live a full family life as well. Some of the things we discussed included how she set up a business to have quality time with her children as they were growing up. At one point, she had to manage 10 women taking maternity leave over a two-year period and discusses some really innovative ways that she managed that. She also has found that being part of a mentoring group really helped her to grow her business. And along the way, she also won CEO of the year with the Executive Connection. She explains why self-care is so important to her. And she is a real Wim Hofer advocate. You'll have to listen to see what that means, but it does involve ice. She continually strives for making her company a great place to work and also very family friendly. If Erica could teach one thing to the world, it would be to create a life that brings joy. And I really love that as a goal. It was an absolute pleasure to interview her as a really caring entrepreneur who strives for high performance and a caring culture. Enjoy. It's a real pleasure to welcome Erica Westbury, the CEO of Norwest Recruitment and Southwest Recruitment, to The Caring CEO. Welcome, Erica. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Graham. What does care in the workplace mean to you? Uh, what I would say is that it's knowing the people in the, in the business and it's showing an interest in them and about genuinely wanting them to thrive in all areas of their life. Mm. So, um, and and that builds trust, you know, if they trust that and everybody has that feeling in the business that they genuinely want their colleagues to thrive uh, I think that's what care means in a business to me. I watched uh, a video on your website which showed a number of your staff. What what really impressed me, there was, seemed to be a number there who'd been 10-plus years. So what do you do to really create that uh, commitment, that sense of care, that sense of engagement from your staff? Um, well, you know, I, I think a lot of it is, natural like I'm an extrovert I'm a people person I I do love people um so when I can create when I can gather the the really great team that I have um it's um it's easy to really look after them and to make sure they're getting what they 
need from me. Um, so I think there's lots of things that go into that day to day. And um, one of them is something I stole off the CEO of um, Spotify is, um, is to have everybody in my business on a two-year mission. So what is it that they really want? In two years, what do they want to look back on and um, see as that they've achieved or they've grown a division or that they've become an incredible sales manager. That's what they really want to nail. That's what they who they want to be. So it, it then they trust that I'm going to find the right mentor. They're going to I'll pay for the right training. I will give them the feedback and and um, you know get grow them into that position. So each of them would have very different missions. Um, even if they might be in doing the same job, but they, you know, you know, for them to grow and develop, I think, and they trust that that's what I want for them too. Mm. Um, I think that just, and then of course, in two years, they'll go on to another mission. Mm. Um, but that, I think that gives people a sense of fulfillment instead of um, working for a paycheck, you know, that, and probably lots of other things we have a, one-page business plan that they help create every year. We theme it for lots of fun stuff. So um, and so it keeps it alive for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, and it's, it's really um, the trust of getting the right people together. Mm-hmm. And um, does that just cover their work mission for two years or does it also incorporate their private life goals as well? Well, we do other things, um, you know, once that cover that off. Mm. I'm just trying to think of if anybody has anything that they've ever um, taken into their private life. I think every everything personal development that we do and business development, I think it all just really helps create an overall um, better life. You know, on, in our innovation meetings, which is fortnightly, that's when we'll do TED Talks or we have guest speakers or we do, I mean, this uh, during lockdown, we're doing yoga every every week um, as, uh, you know, and then we're extending our meeting to do, to start that and then have a topic of, um, you know, confidence or resilience or mindfulness. We're getting a, um, every Monday morning we have a mindfulness coach for half an hour. So that, you know, not so much the two-year mission, but I think mm. everything we do um, is about the holistic person. Yeah, because I also saw that you have uh, quite a few people with young families and they like the flexibility that they have. Uh, you make it very easy for them to work in the way that they can. Yeah. Well, you know, years ago, um, I ha- I could when I was doing some planning, I could see that in the next five years, I had um, ten uh, maternity leaves coming up, and that really was crushing <laughs> to the business. But, you know, I had great people, and those people are not easy to replace. Mm. And um, so we really just had to work out how can we do what we want to do and um, help these people to come back. So, yeah. And what were some of the things that you found you needed to do to help make that happen? 
Uh, one thing that was really hard to implement, I've got to say, is that our we little sleep pods and trying to get people this is when we're you know back in the old days when we you know we're all working all day in the offices and um you know I was trying to encourage people to go off and have a 20 minute nap you know when they felt tired because our whole business was run from sleep deprived people (laughs) and I tell you that it was so hard people would not do it and I had to do these I had to put in um incentives of um, if you do five um, five naps in the next two weeks, you'll get a free annual leave day. You know, <laughs> truly, I do incentivize that. So, but you know, it really helped them to stay sane and focused. And you know, we all know what fatigue does to us. It's you know terrible, so debilitating. Absolutely. But I mean, I don't know what else could do. Uh, that's a good question. What else did I do? You know, obviously part timers. Mm. We. Uh, Everyone became job sharers or part-timers and and then focus skills of what do you want to do? Uh, mm-hmm. What's going to make your life easy? What How are we going to um, uh, you know, get the best out of you and you do what you want to be doing? Yeah. You mentioned um, also as part of this um, two-year plan, <clears throat> identifying mentors, appropriate mentors. How do you choose those mentors that can help guide your people to meet that two-year plan? Um, Well, sometimes they already know these people. So one of my staff uh, had years ago worked for someone that she described as the most motivating and uh, the best sales manager she's ever worked for. So, uh, and that person is now uh, living and working in New Zealand. So she's reached out to say, you know what, would you, I want to be as good as you, can you help me? And I think that's a lovely acknowledgement of that person. And, of course, that person is, oh, wow, okay, and remembered uh, my staff member as being a top performer and, you know, it's hard to say no to that, isn't it? So sometimes it comes from them. Sometimes it's people that I know, that I admire and I can do the introductions. Um, So it's from everywhere really. Yeah. You mentioned something which I think is very powerful about putting together a one-page business plan with the input of your team. What? How do you go about that process of putting that together? Uh, that is um, that comes over time, so it's not a you know a half day planning session or a day planning session. There's a couple of those. Once again, that's a topic in our what we call our innovation se- session. So we might take a few weeks. It comes from our employee engagement surveys. Mm-hmm. How you're feeling? What do you like about us? What do you want to keep? What don't you want to keep? How can we improve? Um, it comes from um, um, you know, past experiences of what's worked and what what doesn't work. So mm-hmm. in our business, it's very, very unique to us. So if you got hold of it, which I'm happy to um, share it, I've got one sitting right in front of me because every one of my staff has it on their desk mm-hmm. and uh, I interview and sh- walk people through it at interview. Uh, we do one-on-ones and we use it and everyone's got it up. So we really try and keep it as live as possible. And all of that information goes in, all of all of uh, our sessions together goes in, and it's all our jargon that's specific mm. to us. Um, 
and um, wouldn't make sense much to anybody else. You know, mm. some of it's industry that, you know, if you're in our industry, you might get, but a lot of it's about our our personal experience and what our culture means to us. Um, and, you know, that's, that's how we do it. And then we theme it. Every year we have to come up with a theme and that's how our, you know, quarterly parties are, are themed like that and our awards, all that stuff. And so what's the theme for 2021? Well, it's uh, a movie theme. So we did at Christmas, we did our Christmas party. We had got the red carpet out and surprise Academy Award night. Um, So all the language on that is all around uh, Academy Award perm goals and um, blockbuster growth that we're planning on having. Um, And the flops, that's the the behaviours we don't like in the business that my staff have identified. our screenplay, you know, all that critical acclaim, all that's all our topics. I really love that. It's there's something very powerful about having everything on one page, and also about um, personalising. You mentioned about using your jargon, uh, your your language, and uh, it's wonderful to hear you've got on everyone's desk. They know exactly, you know, where the where the group is heading. You mentioned previously about uh, the innovation uh, hub or innovation session you do. How do you run that? Uh, Well, we do it. It usually takes about an hour or uh, an hour and a half, and um, it's whatever topic. That's where we cover. That's where we all get together. Often we have job meetings. Well, we do every morning a quick job meeting all together virtually. It's like keep the team together. Um, you know, keep everyone on track, you know, it shows us how we can help each other, uh, fill jobs. That's all clients and candidates. But the innovation is about us. So that is we will do refresher training. We will do, as I said, a guest speaker. It could be about ad writing, for example. Could could be a TED talk about, um, you know, um, presentation skills or mm-hmm. um, it could be about above the line thinking and, you know, uh, let's break into groups and work out when we go below the line or above the line. Um, It could be about our charity work. So really it just covers off all that stuff that's important to us that's Mm. not um, job-related as Mm. far as running jobs, candidates, clients. Um, So, yeah, and and everybody has turns at it, at hosting. Um, I run most of them, but my line managers will run them. You know, staff will get up and have a a space to to do it. It's uh, whatever we feel is needed in the business at the time or just to keep up with, you know, the charity stuff. The last 18 months have been very volatile, and I know from speaking to former colleagues in the recruitment area, it's been very challenging at times. How's it been for your group? Um, the first lockdown was, um, you know, scary because it was so foreign to us. We didn't know what was going on and all recruitment got put on hold. So it was pretty devastating to the business. Um, and uh, I really just, you know, we just spend our time just, care, you know, really being care, caring for each other. You know, I could see that there was going to be an end to it. I had no idea when, and I really wanted to retain everybody to get through it. So um, everybody's mental health was of utmost. 
concern to me. It's mm-hmm. like let's stay together, let's just be, you know, be gentle, um, pressures off. Um, and JobKeeper really saved the day for me, I've mm-hmm. got to say. That really took the pressure off me. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, then this time it feels like it's going a bit long, we're at, but we're busy. You know, that's the difference for us. It's people saw that we came out of a really um a candidate type market. They walked into it. They wanted staff, and some businesses have thrived over uh, COVID, of course. And mm-hmm. they could not get good staff for love nor mm-hmm. money. So, and I think that's why people are still recruiting now because they know with the borders shut, they will not have many people um, to choose from, and they want to go for the best. Mm-hmm. So, um, people are still recruiting. What are some of the things you do with your team while they're all all working remotely to provide that sort of sense of connection, fun, enjoyment? What are some of the things that you do that help with that? Um, Well, we get together every morning um, for our job meeting, so keep people with goals to achieve, and I feel that's important. Um, You don't want to be languishing in this time. It would be easy to. Um, uh, we do weekly yoga on Wednesday uh, um, lunchtime. Um, we have virtual trivia nights and game nights. Last week it was about scary movies. Um, <laughs> so we all had to dress up. Uh, <laughs> um, and that was fun. We did um, skip horror movie charades. Um, we do... Um, awesome jars so we've all got this jar of awesome thank you tim ferris and we put in um jar of awesome every day we try and find something that we're really grateful for um so does that does that involve writing it down and putting it into a jar is that is it how it happens or? yes mm. yeah it's mm. a really good you know if ever you get to oh, i'll mm. send you something that tim ferris wrote about it and it, it is lovely gratitude is really important mm. um and, you know, meditation, um, we do meditation on Monday, I think this week we started our meeting with laughter yoga. Um, you know, it's a pretty weird weird culture, I think, probably. Um, so, uh, and creative pro- projects, like take your eyes away from the desk, let's do something interesting. Um, recently we've, we've got our children to say a line of... Um, of acknowledging country and recorded it and then um my marketing manager has put it all together so now at the start this is just for us internally i don't think we'd do it for any other meetings but we'd have a nice our children saying um the acknowledgement of country so that's cute so i don't know we we seem to come up with fun things that keep us tight I love that idea of having the kids contribute to welcome to country or acknowledgement to to country. Uh, what a great thing to put together. A lot of fun too, I suspect. Yeah, it was. I mean, <laughs> the bloopers, oh, my goodness. That might be its own film. <laughs> <laughs> if you believe like we do that a leader's number one priority is to build a more caring and resilient team who enjoys growing together, you may be interested in these three free resources we've provided at our website, factorc.com.au. The first one is the We Care Credo poster, and this contains the mindset and values of teams that prize self-care, 
crew care and red zone care. The second resource is a poster called How to Support a Teammate in Distress. And this provides easy to follow instructions on how to identify someone who's struggling, how to have the are you okay conversation with empathy, and how to guide them to the help that they need. And the third resource is a building a mentally healthy culture checklist. And this provides items to think about before you launch an initiative, how you do a great launch, and then thirdly, how to keep the momentum going following the launch. These three free resources can be found at factorc.com.au. With regards to self-care and taking care of yourself, Erica, I heard that you're a Wim Hofer. <laughs> yes, I am. Would you mind explaining what that is and uh, why you find it really valuable? Um, well, I'm not great at explaining Wim Hof. He's a mad Dutchman, um, but he uh, he is um, often referred to as the Iceman and there's three elements of what he teaches. So he's, he holds about 22 um, records world records of doing crazy things like um, running the Namibia uh, marathon with no training and in shorts, <laughs> no drinking, no water. Um, and But mostly it's ice stuff, like climbed Everest in shorts. And um, he's, um, yeah, he's pretty mad and holding his breath underwater. So I think it comes from a lot of it might be a bit yoga-oriented, breath work. He, mm-hmm. So it's alkalising your body with a lot of oxygen, mm-hmm. and that's what the breath work does. And his belief and, he, you know, um, there's a lot of research to say that um, a lot of the diseases come from particularly acidic bodies. So there's breath work involved, which does make you feel amazing, and um, cold showers, which then lead to ice baths. So I think I got into that because I was enjoying the challenge of it, and I um, and it did make me feel really good. And I did it all through last uh, lockdown. I started it really seriously just before lockdown, and. Um, and it just does make you feel really good, and it it's really a calming experience. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. And I did some ice baths with my cousins, and that was really tough. I've got to tell you, it was tough. <laughs> you say it was calming. I would think it would make you wide awake very quickly in the morning. <laughs> well, I <laughs> do it morning and night, and it's funny okay. You get a great sleep from mm. a cold shower at night. You mm. think it'd be the complete opposite. You mentioned also that you meditate. How often do you do that? Well, I try and do it daily. So I do Vedic meditation, which is a mantra based, but I have studied Buddhist meditation many years ago and different Hindu um, meditations, but it's Vedic that I I tend to do daily, Mm. so 20 minutes a day. Mm. I saw uh, earlier in your career you worked in outplacement. Um, how did you, what did you learn from outplacement, which is very relevant for recruitment? Um, I guess uh, outplacement um, was a business that I set up uh, with my then husband and he really ran that business. Right. So, um, and then, I, then when we separated and divorced, he took that. So, but it was a fascinating um, insight into 
um, you know, how we we really do um, create ourselves as our work. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it's always a lesson to to ha- be people outside of work as well. I think it's such an important, our work is so important to how we identify us with ourselves, but we really need to be more than that and bigger than that. Yeah. Um, that's what I got out of it, I've got to say, is, um, yeah, we have to be bigger than our work. Yeah. What about you? You? Um, yeah, I, I I always found it very fascinating and, you know, you can't take, you can't say black and white, rules or insights about it, but I found it was particularly difficult for a lot of men where a lot of their social interactions come through work. Um, They didn't seem to invest like women do in relationships outside work. Um, Hopefully that's changing somewhat, but uh, I know that it is, you know, work is so important to our sense of well-being, our sense of identity, our sense of meaning as well. And, uh, you know, I think going through that process can really help you choose a new direction or just refine where you're heading to. So I think that is a really valuable time. And from my time in recruitment and also outplacement, it's just uh, so telling if people are in the right job with the right skills, the right qualities, uh, it's made to help them flourish. And I've always not liked the term work-life balance because it implies that life is good, work is bad, which is completely wrong. For many people, work provides a huge amount of um, reward, uh, motivation, social interaction. And so uh, I I prefer the term work-life integration for that reason. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it because you're right. When I've had staff going through very difficult times for whatever that is at home, the first thing I always do is say, would you like to ha- take time off? Would you like to have extended leave? You know, how can I support you? And I don't know that it's ever been taken up. People say, no, I need to be here, mm. you know, um, and it's like, okay, well, we'll try to help you in other ways. So people do find it as a refuge and they do get a lot of meaning out of it. Mm. Um, and, you know, that's another reason why it's so important for all of us to create really good workplaces. Mm. And also if someone's going through a tough time at home, it, it can be a, a, a um, distraction okay. as well, mm. which is, you know, really important when they could be having really personal challenges at home and, um, you know, being at work provides that third third place to, uh, you know, just have more time to themselves. Oh. Can you think of a time when you went through a really, really difficult time and someone asked you, are you okay? Mm, well, actually similar um, is that I did go, I remember one day um, I was going through, it was, just after my divorce or sometime over that period and I was feeling really fearful, I think. I think that's how I could describe it. I was just um, insecure and feeling a bit fearful of the future and strangely two people out of the blue rang me and said, and I and I said to, oh, I wish, I just want to know everything's going to be okay. That's all I want to know. Is everything going to be okay? And two people rang me that day that I said that to myself, 
they rang and said, Erica, I just want you to know everything's going to be okay. Wow. And that was incredible. And yeah. I just thought, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, that's so they didn't ask are you okay I wasn't you know I don't know that I could say no I'm not okay but <laughs> I was just put it out there I just want to know everything's going to be okay that's all I care about and two people rang to say that yeah yeah and I understand you've got uh two you've got twins right uh, yes. how old are they um, my twins are about to turn 20 mm-hmm. next month and my youngest is 15. So three beautiful boys. Yeah, and how did you, you know, provide them the support they needed when you were obviously very busy with your work and in very lots of challenging situations? How did you, you know, I guess keep your finger on the pulse of those relationships and make sure they were as good as they could be? I, um, well, I've always worked four days a week. I've never worked more than that in in my business. So I set this business up so I could be at home with my children and be a mother um, because I was in a a, a business in the city and it's a recruitment business that was publicly listed and, of course, you know, they want blood. So um, I set up when I was... um, you know, when I was pregnant with my twins, when, sorry, not when I was, my twins were 10 months old, I set the business up. Right. I was on maternity leave and um, I I had to go back to work and I thought, yeah, I'm going to set, you know, I could see the opportunity um, out in the western suburbs where I was living at the time in um, the hills and um, I thought, no, I can, I'd rather do this and be a mother. So I, until lockdown, weirdly, I've only ever worked four days a week and I finished work at 5.30 when my um, nanny finished and I would go home and that was when my real job started. So, Mm. um, and I wanted it that way. I wanted to be um, a hands-on mother. In in the city, I could work till 10 o'clock at night, you Mm. know, so I often think, I wonder what would have happened had I been able to put that sort of energy into my business. But um, and I also strategically worked out. I had been a good biller. I knew how to recruit. I, you know, I was taught very, very well, um, and I knew I could do it. But yeah. I knew if I had lots of client contact, uh, it would be the Erica Westbury show. And yeah. I didn't want it to be the Erica Westbury show because I wanted to be really present for my children. So um, I am quickly trained other people to do it and I'm luckily my possible only leadership strength that I have is to be a delegator so I um I entrusted my clients with you know consultants that I trained up and I had to be a really good trainer I had to have great systems in place and I had to create a McDonald's style business, even though it's a small one, that everybody was trained the same way and um, a temp consultant's trained as well as a perm consultant, that client visits are handled the same way, our service levels are the same way, the interviews were the same way, um, so that I could, I didn't be dragged into the business 24-7. Leaders, I grew leaders into the business um, and that was because I had my beautiful children that I wanted to parent. Yeah. Um, so that's that's one of the strategies. 
what a what a great uh, environment to create and right from the start so with a a goal of just the four days a week that's uh, that's really really sensational and hopefully other organizations like larger public organizations will realize that that's possible as well i think that's one real benefit that's come out of the whole covid isolation and uh, and working from home you mentioned previously about wim hofer and also Tim Ferriss that had practices around gratitude. Have there been other leaders that have really influenced you? Um, well, uh, Graham Jenkins, as I said, was my um, chair at the Executive Connection. Mm-hmm. Um, that he has been a great mentor for me. Um, and um, all of my, you know, Executive Connection buddies and now my CEO group with Anthony Moss, um, those, you know, it's those people that you can get to know really deeply when you're in one of those environments that meet very regularly. Mm. You can and share information and, you know, they make me want to be a better CEO all the time. Every meeting I walk out of them thinking I've just got to do more, I've got to do better. You mm. know, I to deserve to sit in that, in that team. Um, I need to be better. So there's countless of um, CEO friends that I admire and respect. And, you know, I came from um, Recruitment Solutions. Greg Savage was, you know, um, uh, a mentor in many, many ways. Like he's a very different style to me, that, mm. but I tried probably tried to emulate that. Um, Graham, Jen- uh, Graham Whelan was, mm. um, you know, great role model for me Um, and I think I probably took on uh, back in those days when I first set up the business I probably took on that sort of tough you know masculine leadership because that's all I knew really Mm. and um, and I think it's taken me years to um, find my own feet and work out really who I am and have the confidence to be who I am Um, you know and I've made a lot of mistakes on the way and um, continue to do that but I think I feel that I'm far more authentic today than I was when I first started. You also said that uh, you one thing you've really focused on is being a great delegator what do you think are the elements of being a great delegator? Look, you can't be a perfectionist. So, you know, I can see how people who are perfectionists just can't can't get it because, of course, you're going to be better than a newly trained person. Of course you will. You've got lots more experience. But you just have to go with it. I think you have to be comfortable with other people making mistakes around you um, and um, you have to just keep being training people you have to train 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 we have a role play box that we pull out you know a number of mornings a week of um client and candidate objections and you know elevator statements and all that just keep training it's so important um never you know never think that you've said your message once and it's going to be um, taken in you know, nine times, I think it's um, 
you know, normal for messaging by email, by conversations, by um, WhatsApp groups, by just keep pushing the message. I think you just have to, you just have to have empathy, I think, and compassion and, you know, just keep, keep trying. Yeah. If you had the opportunity to teach one thing to the world, what would that be? What I would I don't know that I have the skills or the the that's information, the but yeah, you know what? Question. Okay, all right. <laughs> so that's not the question. The question is, what would I teach? What I would love to teach is I would love to teach people how to find joy. I think if that's what I could teach people, I think, you know, oh, my God, this sounds stupid, but, you know, the world would be in a better place. People would feel better. You know, joy is, I think, what you know, that's the best feeling in the world and and we should all be chasing it. What brings you joy now? Uh, well, my children, absolutely, 100%. Mm. They give me so much joy. It's incredible. I walk away from having a, a moment with them and I just feel joy. Um you know, time with friends. I've got beautiful friends, um, and that's it's always good to have a laugh with my friends. Um, you know, people achieving things that they really want to achieve, um, impacting on other people's lives in a positive way. Um, animals. My dog gives me a lot of joy. <laughs> Great stuff. It's been absolutely fantastic catching up today, Erica. I really love um, you know how authentic you've been, um, how you're very honest about the lessons along the way and, and also the importance of learning from other people along the way. I think all of us really need to do that and, you know, seeing role models can make a, a really, really big difference. If you had to sort of, uh, if you had the knowledge that you have now to go back to your 20-year-old self and give that 20-year-old person, you, a, a, a key message, what would that be? The message I would give my 20-year-old self is everything's going to be all right. You're on path. You don't feel like it. But, you know, only with hindsight can we join the dots and see, oh, wow, is that why I was doing that stuff? You no. know, do the work. I think self-awareness is so important. So do the work. Do, you know, I'm a big believer in therapy and every type of therapy and get that stuff done, you know. You know, the investment that you make on yourself is the best financial investment you'll ever make. What a great way to finish the uh, the discussion today. Thanks very much, Eric, for being part of the, uh, the Caring CEO podcast. Thanks, Graham, and best of luck with it. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you've learned something new and heard some practical tips you can try with your team. If you enjoyed this interview today, please rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. When you rate us, it helps other people to find us. We also welcome any comments. If you're interested in seeing details about our scalable We Care Mental Health training programs, please visit us at factorc.com.au. Our goal for these programs is to make them accessible, practical, and ongoing. If you've been impressed by a CEO that you would like us to interview, please email details to support at factorc.com.au. Thanks for joining us.